With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Brain Builders Podcast. I am your host, Dr. John DeWitt, and today we're going to talk about people that, this, this happens a lot, people that start a diet and then they don't really stick to the diet and they're like, oh, that diet doesn't work. Or they start a workout program and they're like, okay, I'm really going to get serious about this workout program. They stick to it for a week, maybe two, and then they're just kind of like, eh, and they just kind of drop off. And they're like, oh, no, that workout program doesn't work. Well, the same thing happens in, um, in Dr. Bredesen's uh, work with the RICO protocol. He talks about people that have said, well, this program doesn't work. And I will read exactly the seven things that might lead to um, not getting success with these particular protocols. So this individual said, I'm not getting better. Your protocol must not work. Troubleshooting with your practitioner or health coach can pinpoint the problem. Now here are some possibilities, seven possibilities, and hopefully I'll be able to get through all these within um, our 15 minutes. Let me just do something here real quick. Good. Number one, how long have you been on the protocol? It takes three to six months to see initial improvement. Reversing years of damage does not happen overnight, so it takes three to six months. Number two, how well documented is the problem? Might you have something other than this Alzheimer's-related subjective cognitive uh, insufficiency or MCI? It is important to rule out multiple strokes and alcohol-related cognitive decline. For instance, since the recode was not designed for those disorders. Number three, if you have been following the optimal protocol for at least six months and your lab values have improved but your cognition has not, something has been missed. You do not suffer cognitive decline for no reason, so it is important to continue to evaluate and tweak your protocol. We do this a lot in the office. If someone comes in, they um, have a specific complaint. For example, a gentleman came in the other day, his, his hip was bothering him. And after several adjustments, he said, you know, it gets better, and then, but then it's still, it's just not quite where it needs to be. And so then we alter our protocol, our adjusting, and now he's very, very happy, and he's just like, oh, my gosh, that's so much better. So you, you always have to be tweaking the protocol, the treatments, and, and it's important. You have to kind of be like Sherlock Holmes and figure out, okay, that didn't work, so why is that? Or when I ate this, I felt this way, and, and that wasn't real clear, a little foggy. Maybe it's medication. Maybe it's the foods I'm eating. Maybe I have a leaky gut. All these things you have to work really closely with your practitioner to make sure you're, you're taking care of everything correctly. Uh, for instance, have you induced myoketosis? Have you changed from a carbohydrate-based diet to a good fat, good fats-based one? As in the good fats, coconut fats, and avocado oil, and that kind of stuff. A very common sign that the metabolism has changed is the reduction in weight, typically of 10 to 40 pounds, depending on your starting weight. 
You also will get a lot of energy, too, when you get on that keto, KetoFlex 12-3 diet. Uh, the best responses occur early in the process of cognitive decline. So if you have moderate Alzheimer's, improvement is unfortunately more difficult because the brain has been damaged for a longer period of time. But as I have mentioned earlier and in the Brain Builders class, which, by the way, in the um, link somewhere on this page or underneath the podcast, there's a link to join the wait list for our next Brain Builders Masterclass. Um, it will be probably at the end of the year, but I just wanted to make sure that people didn't miss out on that and are able to Sign up and be notified via email when it is available. Um, and, we're, and we talk about how in our office, we talk about how the blood regenerates every 120 days. So you have a brand new blood supply every 120 days. The skeleton every year to 18 months is, is totally new because it has cells that break down the bone cells and build up the bone cells. Same thing happens in the brain. You've got um, catabolism, which is breaking down, and anabolism or anabolic processes that are building up. So you want to make sure that you're giving your brain everything it needs, all the ingredients to be as healthy as possible, because every two to three years you have a whole new brain and you have an opportunity to establish new neuronal connections, what's really important. Number four, the most common cause of failure to respond, uh, to respond is failing to truly follow the program. The second most common cause is having type 3 toxic Alzheimer's, which requires additional steps to eliminate the exposure and treat the effects of the toxins. We're talking about heavy metals, um, mercury from fillings, things like that. If you have features of type 3, seek an expert in chronic inflammatory response syndrome, or CIRS, SIRS, such as those listed at survivingmold.com. So you can just go to survivingmold.com if you are type 3. Number five, another common problem is undiagnosed sleep apnea. Has this been ruled out? Are you getting at least seven hours of sleep each night? We have a whole sleep protocol that we talked about in our office, and I'm going to talk about that. Um, in the final class of our Brain Builders Masterclass. So if you want to get an insight into that, you can register for the next session or the next class, which, like I said, will be at the end of the year. Number six, are you doing the brain training for 30 minutes per day, three times per week, or 10 to 20 minutes per day, five times per week? That's going to be Brain HQ. That's going to be Lumosity, things like that. Those are really good tools to kind of track your progress. And also that's one of the exciting things I, I, we just had our first uh, class last night, so I keep talking about the Brain Builders Masterclass, but it was really exciting because being a medical professional, I have access to um, the Cambridge Brain Sciences um, cognitive assessment tool, and I'm sending people to that to have, have their initial assessment, and then after our six-week program, we're going to do another follow-up assessment to see their progress, and I understand he's saying it's going to be three to six months before you see initial improvement. I'm just very optimistic and think that after six months, we're going to see some changes, so it's going to be exciting. Um, if you have been doing that with the brain training, have you truly seen continued decline on your cognitive test despite this training? Or are you improving but not at the rate you had hoped? Some people just expect a miracle and want it to be fixed really quickly, and if it's not happening as fast as they expected, then they just think it doesn't work. Uh, the first change that should occur is a cessation of decline followed by a very modest improvement. For example, getting better at something you could not previously do, such as remember passages you had read or following directions. And finally, number seven, have your labs reached the optimal values as outlined earlier in his book? And the optimal values, once again, those are things that um, can be found in the Brain Builders Facebook group, um, but you have to be a part of the class, so make sure you register for the next one so that you get access to the list of the optimal values, the specific tests, because it's a, a wide variety of things 
he summarized in, 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 in the book talks about how very prominent neurologists, they recommend uh, thyroid screen, CBC, um, you know, things like that, only probably a handful of tests. And Dr. Bredesen goes on to list like 30 other tests that, that people should have been tested on, like genetics, for example, like um, their, their body mass index, that's, that's been directly related to cognitive decline, things like that, that, that this particular neurologist is, which is a great doctor, but he's just following what they've always followed for decades. And we have some new options now, and I think that we need to help educate our medical practitioners on some of these new options so they can actually try them to see if they get the results that Dr. Bredesen has. So Recode, which is Dr. Bredesen's protocol called the Recode protocol, has now worked for hundreds of people. So even if you have a genetic risk for Alzheimer's um, or are already suffering from subjective or mild cognitive impairment or have been diagnosed with early Alzheimer's itself, take a deep breath and shed the hopeless, helpless feeling. It's what I hate whenever doctors say there's nothing we can do, get your affairs in order. You can never take away someone's hope. That's the worst thing you can do. And this is giving you that hope. There is hope. People have gotten better on this, on this protocol. It often helps to talk with someone who has improved on the protocol so it does not feel like some sort of fantasy or empty promise. So that's why I started this group. I want to get people together, have them share their stories, some victories, some, some failures maybe so that we can comfort each other, but also kind of help light the path for future people that are going through the same thing and that way it'll help them to get to solutions a little quicker than, than the earlier people. Um, then once you talk to someone that has been on the RICO protocol, you can decide whether you really want to fight cognitive decline with this protocol or not. No one and nothing can help you if you do not want to be better. So you can't go into it saying, I don't, you know, there's nothing I can do. You can't own that diagnosis and say, you know what, there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to make it. And then go into any kind of therapy thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get expecting to get better when you really don't expect to get better. It's kind of like going on a diet and you're like, it's not going to work. And so then you only kind of halfway do it and you, you know, start sneaking donuts and candy bars late at night and just you're kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy because you didn't think it was going to work anyway. And so that way when it doesn't work, you prove yourself right. You're like, see, I told you it wasn't going to work, but you weren't really doing it. So this is really, really important. Um, and it's very difficult. He, he goes on to talk about it's really hard to go up against powerful corporations and closed-minded experts who can't tolerate any deviation from the reigning paradigm, even when that paradigm has failed as abysmally as it has in Alzheimer's disease, the billions of dollars that have spent on all, been spent on Alzheimer's research for medications to fix it for that magic pill. And Dr. Bredesen points out that's not going to happen because there's too many things that can cause that. Fortunately, one of the great things about science is that evidence trumps everything else, at least eventually. So you go from, okay, this is violently opposed, this, this is not right, we're going to make fun of you for trying to, you know, try something different, I'm not going to listen to it, to, oh, okay, maybe there's something here, to, holy mackerel, it's obviously that's the way to do it. And that's, that's how different new, new truths, new understood beliefs take place. It's violently opposed. Kind of like, oh, okay, maybe, and then, oh, well, obviously that's right. And it, and it kind of goes along with uh, what we talked about in the class, too, when when you follow the crowd, just because it's the crowd, that's not necessarily the right thing. If every, if everybody's doing it, you need to step back and be like, is every, okay, if everybody's doing it, then is it really something I need to do? For example, back when the, everybody was smoking and it was like the cool thing to do and commercials were all over TV, 
obviously that did not work out well for very many people. So just kind of think for yourself. And the same thing is happening in the medical profession when people, good people, and, you know, well-meaning people that are trying to help as many people as possible, go to school for years, study all this information, but then that information you have to consider, where is that coming from? And a lot of those medical schools are funded by big, pharma, big pharma and the big pharmaceutical companies because they have all this money. And so then it kind of steers their, their prognosis, their uh, therapies and things like that to a more um, medicinal, you know, prescription type thing. It's like, oh, you have this symptom, you need this, this prescription. And it gets even worse when it comes to vaccines because there's so many lawsuits out now against all these people that have suffered horrible conditions after having the vaccine. And like I said, that's not the medical professional's fault and the individual's fault. It's just, they're doing what all their colleagues have done and what they've been trained to do. It's up to us, the patients to educate the doctors, show them that there's another way. And when we do that, eventually it won't happen fast, unfortunately, but hopefully with the the use of um, online options, and the internet, things like that, you can actually get this message out to as many physicians as possible so that they do start to realize there is an option and don't just, because of a lack of knowledge about um, nutrition or exercise, they don't want to address it. They don't want to have to learn anything else. You know, they, and I understand you studied for years and you've taken all these tests and you've gotten all your um, CE credits, continuing education credits and all that, and you don't want to have to learn something new, but they, even then they have to be willing to step back and say, what's the best thing for my patients? If I really got into this to help as many people as possible, then I need to make sure I'm up to date on all the latest information that is actually working. And if that means I have to learn more about nutrition, if I have have to learn about um, biomechanics and, and exercise and cardiovascular health and how the, uh, the innate immune system works, then so be it. They need to just, you know, even if it's just taking one of those uh, CE class, any education class on nutrition or something, just, just so they get a little bit of a, a feel for actually what is available and what's going on. Because my goal is by June of next year, I want to have at least 500 physicians that are aware and are a part of this new movement for better cognitive health based on nutrition, based on exercise, based on hydration, based on brain training and cognitive assessments that you can literally track with these, a variety of different companies. And I just think that that is something that is vital to speed up this process. I am leading the charge and I would like other people to get behind me, tell your physicians, if you're a part of the masterclass um, online, you can print out the different handouts, take it into your, your medical professionals, show them, and say, look at this, tell me what you think, and do a little research, okay? So that's it for the Brain Builders podcast tonight, I, or today. I am your host, Dr. John Dewin, and thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.